0: Welcome to another edition of Back of the Grid. I'm your host, Stu, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris. Hiya. And by Tom. Hi. Hi, guys. Um, yep, yeah, we're here today to talk about the uh, Baku Grand Prix, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, um, which is on its way up coming up this week. Um, got a few little bits and bobs to talk about, and we're going to do a fun 2023 grid position. Posi- grid, um, what's, the, what's the way... 2023 grid team 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 predictions, yeah. yeah. Who's going to be driving what grid, line-ups. Next year? grid lineups? There you go, we got it, we got there in the end. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> um, so f- first of all, got a little bit of news. Um, Perez contracts is he's, he let slip after the race in Monaco that he's uh, got a new contract at Red Bull. Two year deal keeps him there until at least the end of the 2024 season.
1: So, um, I imagine Pierre Gasly is not too happy about that guy. Don't you think? <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. it's good. It's a very it's a very sort of not Red Bull thing to do, isn't it? Give the second driver more than a one year deal. It's like yeah. it's a problem Bottas had for years. And yeah, it's good. It's really good for Perez. I think he deserves it. I think it's good for a bit of stability. Would you would you say it
0: is a vote of confidence in Sergio Perez? I would say
1: that. Yes. <laughs> See what you did there. That's strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> topical.
2: Topical. it's <laughs> topical. It is, um, it's, I think it just proves his consistency that we're seeing. Like, the problem with the last few drivers who've had that seat, like what Gasly, Kvyat, Albon they had like good results, but it wasn't like consistently good. It sort of ebbed and flowed, yeah. it felt a lot of the time with them. Um, and whether that's because Perez was way more senior going into that team, like he got obviously a different head on his shoulders or whether it mm. was more experience the team's screen. adjusted. Yeah, yeah, literally experience in the sport. Or it's more that the team has adjusted the way that they deal with the second driver overall or maybe even a combination of the two. Mm. But whatever yeah. it is, it, it works, doesn't it? Like... He's consistently getting results at the minute where they need him to and taking points off. I mean, we talked about in the Monaco review, like he's going to keep taking points off Ferrari and Mercedes where like science at the minute isn't doing that for Ferrari, which is probably where the deals come from is that he is getting those. He's like nearly always on the podium, isn't he?
0: Yeah, sort of. he's he's filling that gap, isn't he? Before there was like kind of a big void between sort of a Stappen and then whoever's behind and then it was yeah, the number 2 driver. So you often had Alban like falling into the clutches of like the midfield and losing out that way and quite seriously falling into the clutches of the midfield as well, not just mm-hmm. a little bit, you no, know, actually getting getting their ra- his race ruined and stuff like that. And he wasn't yeah, featuring strategically in the race for Red Bull. A lot of the time, whereas I think now what they've got and what they've shown over the last, um certainly last year and in the beginning of this year, not only is Perez able to win races and to be there or thereabouts, but he's actually strategically, uh, he's, he's a tool they can still use to to factor into Red Bull's race overall, um, for Um well, into Verstappen's race overall, because let's face it, they're still... Kind of, he's number two. He's definitely the yeah. number
1: two driver. There's mm. no doubt about that. I think you'd be mad to think otherwise, but that's just. But I me. think that's. I think that's a big important part. Like you had all of these young drivers sort of preceding him at Red Bull, who were like coming in through the like cutthroat Red Bull driver program, but like desperately with something to prove, going up against like one of the best, if not the best, in the sport right now, and then. You bring in someone like Perez, like, you know, years into his career, like Perez has got nothing left to prove. Like everybody knows how good a driver he is. Like he's just there to drive his races and to pick up results. Like he's not really got anything to prove. Like if he ends up losing that seat, Mm. like, all right. So, you know, it'd suck for him, but he's also had a long and successful F1 career kind of thing. There's not that added pressure of, oh God, if this doesn't go well, what do I do next kind of thing?
0: Yeah, it's definitely something I think that's going to bolster his confidence over the next sort of, mm-hmm. you know, leading into the next few races kind of thing. So I think he, this could even become problematic for a bull. It could even mm. be that that Perez sort of becomes, <laughs> becomes a factor in the championship. If, you know, if, if it's probably a theme we're going to get onto later, later. But if Perez has a good run in, uh, in Azerbaijan at Baku at the street, back in street circuit then he's he's going to be a become a real factor in the championship this year and that's going to yeah. you know last time that happened at Red Bull we had multi 21 we had all the other sort of craziness <laughs> so yeah i'd be excited to see that materialize myself to be honest i'd
1: quite like to i quite like red bull to have the problem of having two fast drivers again yeah it's not a problem i have had for some time is it yeah and it's
0: not yeah. necessarily a you know, I hate Verstappen thing. It's more of a, I I don't want it to be, it's been so one-sided for so long at Red Bull that this would be refreshing for them to have like two drivers actually capable of racing each other. And, you know, just, I think we all know how that ultimately would play out, but it'd be nice to sort of have a driver who was able to ask that question and and make life difficult for the team.
1: And, and it's more exciting as a spectator as well when you've got these like inter-team battles on top of the sort of between-team battles as well.
2: Yeah, I think I think the thing that really sort of stands out for me, like Perez specifically, is, I mean, I've not like worked it out exactly, but I'd be pretty confident that if you took like every result he's had in the Red Bull, he probably averages out at like fourth place or something, and in like, what, a season and a bit that he's been there now, hasn't he? Yeah, um, certainly if you take I out the like that, that failures a lot. and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think if you took out like sort of, if you took those out, you know, you could be edging more towards his third place. But I, I just feel like consistently, he's sort of always fourth, because obviously like it tended to be Lewis and, like last season, it was Lewis and Max up the front. And then... It was sort of him getting mixed up with the McLaren's occasionally, I guess, wasn't it? And, and yeah. Like cars like that, fighting fighting for that last spot on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um so like there's there's some insane consistency if you actually like look at his results since he's been there. And that's it's gonna play into the dynamic, I think, at some point, but I don't think it'll ever be quite enough to sort of rock the boat, which is probably why he's got a multi year yeah. deal rather than the typical one. Yeah, the most drivers get because they can see that the consistently and consistency and the results are there. And when he's given the opportunity to win the race for the team, he can, but he's not going to like massively rock the boat and upset the fact that, you know, Verstappen is number one there and he will generally get priority most of the
0: time. And so, yeah. on. So yeah, do you want to know what's kind crazy? Of a dream, really. Here's the crazy thing about Perez. In 2020, Perez finished the World Championship in fourth, driving for Racing Point. In yeah. 2021, yeah, true, Perez finished fourth driving for Red Bull. <laughs> what does that say about Red yeah. Bull?
2: <laughs> I mean, more about what does it say about the Racing Point in 2020? Well, oh, yeah, Racing uh, Point, tracing point it as really it will does. forever be known. Mm.
0: But yeah, you're right about his results. You know, like fourth in Saudi, second Australia, second Emilia Romagna, Um, Miami was fourth, Spain second, Monaco first, and yeah, that's where we're at. So on average, very very strong results this season.
2: Yeah, I mean on average, he's looking more like third this
0: season, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's actually well, he's third in the championship. He's third in the championship. So that's how it. I guess that's how it shakes out, isn't it? Because he he average his average result last year was probably. Four points, something in mm, the ones that yeah. he did finish. So he's got a lot of thirds, yeah. a lot of uh, one. He got a win, obviously, in Baku last year. Um, which again, he'll yeah. be, so we'll be looking for he'll be champion at the bit. Uh, he's yeah, doing
1: exactly the job Red Bull need done in that second seat, isn't he? Basically, and they yeah, had a, killing it. It took them a long time to find someone to do it, but they they finally got them. So yeah.
0: Anything more to add, guys, to that, or are we are we finished? Talk, we have we laboured no. that one for long enough? <laughs> no, mm. for now. Okay, so I think we're going we're to we're talk about the budget cap because mm. there's been a lot of chat recently about the budget cap. Um, and we've not really spoke about it it's been the last sort of three or four weeks like it's, it's it's sort of been steadily boiling away and it's it's just seems to start to be sort of bubbling up more and more and more this chat about the <laughs> this chat about the um the budget cap so i'm going to start it, this sort of conversation with what christine horner said which was that he thinks that teams are going to be missing four races <laughs> at the end of the year which to me, is just absolutely bonkers. Just don't develop the car. Um, and now we've also got sort of the, the top three teams: so Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull, all kind of lobbying for a um, for a kind of an extension, kind of a you know more money to factor in for inflation. And we've got. Teams like Sauber and Aston Martin and Alpine, well, not not so much Aston Martin, but Sauber and Alpine, kind of arguing the other way, saying, "Well, no, we factored all this into our year. We we did our research. We knew it was coming. If you didn't factor mm. that in, then yeah, you you shouldn't you shouldn't have any extra money. It's, it's ridiculous." So, I wanted to like ask you guys what you think of all this. Should the teams be getting any more money? And what do you think to the idea of teams missing races? Because they can't afford to go to them. Under the budget, I account.
2: think it's a difficult one to discuss in like huge detail when you can't see the who's financials. spending what of the budget and where.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it would help, I think, if there was some sort of. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying everyone out there should be able to see the team's books because obviously that's not. It wouldn't work, but like. I don't know, in sports like the NFL, where there's salary caps, everybody knows like what the players' contracts are, what the cap is, what ca- like the people that really want to know the ins and outs of that know like how much cap space every team in the league's got and how much a contract might affect a team. Like, I mean, to give like a really specific example. Everyone that really follows NFL knows why um teams don't want to pick up Baker Mayfield from the Browns because they're like sidelining him as a player but he's got so many millions guaranteed on his contract and everybody around the league knows that there is x amount of cap space per team left and no one can afford to take on that hmm. that amount of money so he's like sat not playing it, okay. effectively for the next season
0: what's what's cap space Oh, you mean budget? I mean cap it's, space. it's
2: it's like a budget it's like a budget cap, yeah. Okay, so it's like okay. a salary cap. But obviously everybody every team's got a different amount left. Like so the cap space is like yeah. what they've got left to spend, essentially. Yeah. In like the yeah. most. So that's yeah, that's your, fresh, that's, that's, yeah that's, essentially,
0: that's your threshold. That's your threshold between where it, you are now and what you've got left. So that's your yeah, your, and your remaining budget, essentially.
2: Yeah, and it's a lot more open. Like, and like I say, I don't think you see like the nitty gritty, but you see like how, because players get like so much guaranteed salary plus then bonuses. So like that would work. Of like teams are spending this much on components and this much on research yeah. and this much. You, do you know what I mean? Like I, I think there's <laughs> definitely an element of openness. You could.
0: There's definitely have, transparency. The there's could... room there for transparency for sure. Yeah, well, I'm not sure I'd want it, to sit. The teams and would read. never allow it. Well, I'm not sure I'd want to sit and read. For, personally, I feel <laughs> sorry for the person who would have to sit and read through the amount of you know spend they've put on raw materials, carbon, and different, uh, literally different bits and bobs, tools, everything. Like all that's got to go in. Someone has got. To, someone's job is to go through the accounts and figure out what's been spent where and make sure the teams haven't gone over the budget cap. Hmm. But. Um, yeah do you, do you think it's like kind of a gamesmanship thing where the, obviously the the big teams the form, you know the big 3 and maybe even McLaren uh, they're going to easily have enough money through sponsorship and through through funding from the parent company to 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 pay for their formula 1 season or, or whatever other you know Ferrari you got 60 million coming in i don't know if it's still the same but last last i heard last i checked they were getting 60 million just for showing up so yeah. There's some teams that are running. If the if the budget's 145 million, and you've got one 140 team getting, this season, 140, 140 sorry, 140 million, you've yeah. got one team with almost half of that before they've even shown up, and that's one of the teams that's asking for an extension of 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 how much they can spend. And you've got other teams like Williams and like teams further down the grid who are probably not even going to make up the. Uh, you're not even gonna make the budget cap. They're not they no. don't have the money to, well, to, to get to have the, that top. Of it. So they're never gonna break the rules because they're they don't they don't put that much money into the team in the first place, anywhere near Williams that.
2: Williams spend so little they can't be bothered to submit the books and therefore get a penalty. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then they yeah. get a fine 25K. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're like, never going to go over this. Let's just not bother submitting the books. <laughs> I think that's like that's so harsh that they've got that penalty. I, I must say, like that's probably the, the least funded team on the grid and they're slapped with a 25K fine. I wonder if that factors into their yearly budget, you know, does is that <laughs> mm-hmm. does that contribute to their good run question. towards a <laughs> like, budget cap, like fines? Like, you know, it is a possibility. Yeah. I think it's I'm torn with this because part of it is I'm gutted that they've got that fine. It seems really harsh to a team that's never going to meet the budget cap anyway. And at the same time, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that they've given them the fine because it shows that they are policing it and yeah. they care. Yeah. And they mean business with it to to, yeah, to, yeah. to find the team that are never gesture. even going to meet the budget cap exactly so that, just so we're all clear the penalty was for not submitting paperwork on time wasn't it Essentially. Yeah. it was
2: like yeah been- um i can't remember the specific date i think it was march this year they were supposed to hand everything in for the budget cap for the, for the budget for last season and they had until march like the start of this season to submit it basically mm-hmm. um and by all accounts, they've they've either not submitted any of it or they've not submitted all of it. I can't remember yeah. the specifics. So I'm not going it's, in front of it's, me. So it. So uh, that's har- where the fine comes from.
0: It's kind of harsh, but I, I get it. I get why they're doing it because if you it's, you can't have one full rule for one team just because they're poor and another rule for all the all the other teams. Yeah. Totally. Um, mm. What I don't like is like the point of this rule is to bring the budgets all closer together and bring the top teams down and stop them spending so much money. Yeah. So if they were to, if they were to give the teams this extra bit that they can spend because of inflation, that seems like just, it flies in the face of like the whole purpose of the rule. Like the point is to get everyone's budget to a similar level Mm. and you could you're just extending it. And they've not even done like a full season with this proper budget cap yet as well. So yeah, for me, it's, stop complaining don't develop your car because it's it's designed to slow the top teams down it and by doing that it would be fulfilling its purpose if the teams can't spend money on development and they show up at the end of the year with the car that they've had same car that they've had for the last four races because they just cannot manufacture within
1: budget any more bits you know yeah that's the thing like the, yeah. these teams are turning up to every race with new parts and at the same time they're saying oh we're never going to make the budget caps like well like, you know, if you were late paying off a loan and you were turning up to a meeting at the bank with a new Rolex on your wrist every week, like, it's not going to fly, is it? Yeah. Like, Like, <laughs> and they keep talking about inflation. And obviously, like, inflation is a big problem. But Otmar um, Safnauer said, we certainly do all of our budgeting for the year in, like, November, December. And I think all of the teams do the same. And the inflation was already, like, over 7% then. So it's not like yeah. it's a massive surprise. And... Like, ultimately, like, they're all, it's in the rules. They're all working to the same rule book. And if yeah. three of the teams can't make the budget cap, then you knew what the rules were and you're breaking the rules. Like, that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't I, spend I... so much money. Yeah. That's, when d- Don't do the
0: thing that the rule is trying to stop you from doing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'd be really interested, though. Like,
2: and I know obviously they're getting quite huffy about it this season, particularly. We've only gone from one hundred and forty-five million to one hundred and forty million.
1: Yeah, it's not like,
2: like it's. And they, they, all man, they all managed last season, as far as we're aware, without going over budget. So, like, why is this five million difference? Which obviously well, like, I know five million is a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of one hundred and forty-five to one hundred and forty, it's like what four percent, three percent difference. It's not a huge amount, is it? But wasn't you, last year like put it in that terms?
0: Wasn't last year supposed to be like a trial run of this rule, and then this year is like the actual, real, full time enforcement of it? Yeah, before. it wasn't.
1: Fully I mean, full should they have not been?
2: <laughs> should they have not been trialing to stay within the budget themselves? Then that, like mm-hmm. they've had a year well, yeah. of like mock, <laughs> mock. It's like it's like they've had a year of mock run at it, and if they've not then adequately. Assessed what they need to do differently to make changes. Then whose fault's that? Yeah, in my opinion, like regardless of whether it's been enforced fully last year or not, like if they've not learned from last year as to, oh, if we spent 160 million last year, we'd have been 50 million over budget. We need to find where those costs are, cut costs, do things differently, whatever it is. Like there, there will literally be one, one or more people employed within each of those teams sole purpose is to do exactly that so what are they doing (laughs) like fire them for one there's some budget (laughs) save because they're not doing it for you
0: (laughs) yeah so so there's also other factors in this like the the drivers that they are talking about a salary cap and stopping drivers from sort of being paid a certain amount personally i'm not sure i agree with a driver a salary cap for drivers i think especially at a time when i think alonso said you know the former asking them to do more and more and more things asking them to go to more races mm. asking them to do more you know be yeah. on camera all the time like do netflix shows goodness knows what else and to then say oh we're not going to pay you anymore like if someone asked me to do a load more work and then told me they weren't going to pay me anymore i know what i would my response would be and it wouldn't be yes
2: <laughs> yeah i think the thing that had happened is it'll start going through sponsorship deals though won't it like it, that's that's the, they're the kind of things like your salary will end up becoming instead of being thirty million, it 10 million ten million and twenty million will come through an abundance yeah. of sponsorship routes. Yeah, so you're just, just going to have this like, how dodgy it. tax
0: man way of uh, do- yeah. dodging, <laughs> yeah, almost like. a tax dodging way of. it's not tax dodging. Ta- tax. um uh What's the tax efficient way <laughs> yeah. of doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The well, I mean
2: technically it wouldn't make a difference in that in that specific aspect because it's still income isn't it still money you would you still pay tax on it in the same well way. yeah
0: i'm not talking about tax i'm not actually talking about know, no, no, this would be mean, a boring I, podcast if i just wanted to talk clarity
2: for anyone that thinks that that's what was meant it's not no no, know, no 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 like, uh, yeah, more it's of an an imaginary tax yeah it's an
0: analogy yeah, yeah. yeah um so yeah i don't know how i feel about drivers being asked to do more and then told they're going to be paid less for it um final i guess final thought on this is like what do you want to happen like do you want them to give them a budget increase or would you rather see them keep the budget cap as it is and say no you should have planned better we're not we're not gonna move on this
1: i kind i kind of think they need to stick to their guns like if they if you year one of them doing a budget cap like half not even halfway through the year a third of the way through the year be like oh, all right then like, it just makes a mockery of the whole thing. Like, if they're going to do it, they mm. they need to stick to their guns. Like, unless the teams can actually prove that there is, you know, it's the whole, like, force majeure thing that's within the rules that, like, under ex- extreme circumstances that can change it. So, I think it's on the teams to, like, yeah. provide proof that this comes under that. Because at the moment, we're just like, oh, inflation's a bit high. I just don't think that's a good enough excuse. Mm. Tom, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with the teams bartering for more money or anything like that. I think they've known for a long time, we've known for a long time, everybody has known for a long time, like, what the amounts are going to be. And if they've not already started taking measures to stay within that, like other teams have, that's no one's fault but the teams that haven't taken the measures and then going to exceed it. Um, I I'd be interested to see what any fines are for teams that breach it, and by how much they breach it, and what we see. You know, if it does come to that, Mm -hmm. like, and how much of it is like disclosed? I guess would it just be, you know, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, whoever have exceeded the the allotted allotted budget cap and have therefore been fined ten million. Yeah, I mean there'll be a point of diminishing returns, won't they? Where there might be I think we've talked about this before to be fair when the budget cap first got announced but like there's a point where maybe up to a certain amount it's actually financially like almost viable for them to exceed yeah. the budget cap. Yeah. because the penalty won't be enough to compromise them financially. But then the you know you need to be at a point where if they do exceed it the penalty makes it not worth exceeding it. It's not worth the risk of intentionally yeah. going over. Because well, you, you, like a 10 million a 10 million dollar fine for example makes it redundant because there's nothing that you could like ex- extend the budget to develop that's then worth another 10 million dollars realistically yeah unless it's worth a
1: second lap yeah well it's not it's not <laughs> just that, is it?
0: it's the prize money as well like if, if you're gonna go over and you're gonna get fined 10 million and then you're you know the, the difference that development makes means is the difference between sort of two different positions that could be more yeah. than 10 millions difference so you still I mean that would be an game. interesting
2: way to penalize them though wouldn't it is penalize them via the prize money essentially taking out
0: the prize money at the end is a really yeah, good idea, every,
2: yeah every every team what well, there's 10 teams on there so it's like a it's 10% each currently t- just for these maths when you do you do your division or oh, it wouldn't be 10% each would it because nah, it's yeah. different based on what position you finish but you know what I mean a, a percentage yeah. is taken away like from your prize money and then like you say if you gained a, but then again, if depending on what that percentage is, if you gained a position, yeah, the jumping yeah, buys money again could be enough to negate very, the fine, and it's it just, you, you just still end up earning money out it? of it. It's yeah, yeah. I think,
0: I, and I think that's why for me, like you know, all this talk of like financial penalties and stuff like that for exceeding the budget cap, it's that's kind of a a bit of a for me that's a non-starter. Like yeah, fair enough. Like you you late submitting your report, you know, here's a financial fine for the team, fine, whatever. Like that's that's by the by. the the essence of the rule is don't go over this budget and if they do go over a particular budget it has to be a points penalty surely it has to be I was just about points. to say the yeah.
2: the points would possibly be most logical yeah i mean nothing because... hurts a
0: team more than losing those championship points that's where you make your money at the end of the yeah. season so it's, it and i mean
2: you, you could go as far as depending on how much they're over by is like you know you can exclude them from constructors Stuff that's I mean, the we, absolute we've, maximum. We've seen it, it, it before it? for other, we've, mm. yeah, that's like your worst case scenario, but we've seen it before for other breaches of regulations. Yeah, like, I mean, the last one I can remember is the McLaren Spygate Ferrari yeah. Spygate thing. I don't think it's happened since that, but it does, you know, it's happened in the past.
1: We've seen points so, deductions, though, racing points a couple of years ago. They had like a points deduction penalty, and oh, 10 points, wasn't it? That was the Mercedes tracing point, yeah, thing and, that we and, and that's yeah, oh, yeah, of course, old. yeah. Ultimately, with, with teams with the budgets they have, like they'll just soak up penalties, especially the big three. Like, you've got to be hitting them in a sporting way yeah. rather than a financial way. I think, yeah,
0: you, you Mercedes yeah. and Bull are going to be like, I'll take a 10 million hit if it means before I'm going to win the budget cap, I was spending
1: like 300 million a year each, like, yeah, exactly, two million quid penalties, <laughs> yeah. nothing to them,
0: yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, so I think we've we've sort of reached a conclusion a little bit there, haven't we? It should be, it has to be a points penalty and not a um, not a not a financial penalty. I'll write I up understand. my report and I will send it to FIA. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> exactly. Okay, Chris has got a fun game for us now, and um, we're gonna um, make some predictions, but not the usual predictions that you might be expecting at this point. in the They show. will come. Um, they will come. But first, we
1: have. The 2023 grid to talk about. Yes. Do you want to take take it away, Chris? Yeah, so Paris getting his new contract seemed like a good jumping-off point to do this. We do it most years. We sort of, at some point mid-season, we try to predict what the grid's going to look like. (laughs) um, (laughs) Mid-season. Next year. Yeah, this is probably the earliest we've ever done it, actually, but it's nice to do it before too many are shored up, so there's lots of room for us to get silly or not. Um, Yeah, so we'll kind of run through... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, be wrong mostly. <laughs> we'll sort of run through team by team um, and pick out who our drivers, who who we're picking for those teams for next season. Um, I guess we'll start with a couple that I doubt e- any of us have gone too off piste with. Um, Mercedes, obviously Hamilton and Russell are both already contracted. Have any of us gone for anyone other than Hamilton and Russell for Mercedes? No. Uh, no, no. I didn't think so. Uh, no. Likewise at Ferrari, uh, we know Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc both have contracts there. Has anyone done anything different at Ferrari? No. I have Can't not. can that going anywhere. No wild mcshoe have appeared. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> no. And I assume it's likewise at Red Bull. It is. Yeah, well, we know now, don't
0: we? We know since Monaco that it's going to be the yeah. Term, so yeah, yeah. Although, you know, the, I will those, say... Those are all
1: set. <laughs> Worth saying that just because they've had contracts does not necessarily mean they will be driving there, which may come into play. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, so Perez is going to go and do, I don't know, we're going to drive for AlphaTaur easy? No, well, I'm thinking of other teams. I've certainly got drivers on my list that have contracts that I've moved around, but... Well, you've the got a list, Chris. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's do let's do Alpha Terry next. Mm. I feel like Pierre Gasly might be like they always, mm. most years it seems like <laughs> there's like one driver that once they move or if they move everything else cascades. And I think Pierre Gasly had the potential to be that one this year. So Pierre, Pierre Gasly is okay. the keystone in the bridge of the He Formula might one. be. Mm. All right, Tom, who are your Alpha mm. Terry drivers well, next year?
2: Okay. Uh, I mean you've kind of hinted at something I've changed, but Sonoda stays, but mm-hmm. Vips joins him.
1: Oh, you've gone Vips. Mm. Ooh, I think there the,
2: there is a chance it could be somebody else for me, but it probably depends on how F two finishes. Yeah, that's um, the thing you've got. I like mean, in
1: five drivers <laughs> potentially they could promote. Yeah, yeah there's a huge but, lot yeah. Of
2: there's there's rubble, three. Isn't there? There's three in F two, so you've got Lawson, Vips, and. Uh, I've forgot the third one right now. It's Not Logan, there's Sergeant. four. There's
1: Hauger and there's no. Daruvala. Hauger. Maybe, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I've I thought I'd, I'd forgotten Deru Let me say, Daruvala was even a Red Bull
1: junior. I think Red Bull have
2: some points. So, but yeah, like these Vips and Lawson are obviously looking quite good for finishing high up in F2. I think. Whichever of those finishes higher, or or even yeah. wins it if they win it, would get this seat in particular. So like that's a little bit open to interpretation. The Vips thing. I'm just going with Vips because he's the highest one of the Red Bull Juniors yeah. at the minute.
1: Yeah, but that, I, it
2: could be any any of them.
1: I I was in a similar boat for you. I've also had Sonoda sticking around. Um, I think I think he's done enough to keep his seat. And I think if Gasly does leave, then they're definitely going to keep him. Um, for the second seat, I've gone for Lawson, um, mm. just because I feel like like Hauger's not hit the ground running quite as much as I think a lot of people thought. So Vipsy's a little bit feast and famine. So I think Lawson's mm. like proved a lot. Like he should have won DTM a couple of years ago. So, mm. but yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like it could be any one of like four drivers, really. Yeah. I- I think
2: those two are the most likely two to get out of F2 and into a Toro Rosso C if if it's available to them. It, yeah, I think he's going to be one of those two. But let's see what Stu
1: thinks. <sighs> Is Stu uh, keeping Pierre around or not? Um I don't see why Pierre Gasly
0: would I don't see where Pierre Gasly would go from from um from AlphaTauri. So I I am going to keep Gasly and I think Sonoda is more likely to lose that. I know there's the Honda connection that's sort of helping them, helping him along a little bit. But I think Honda, yes, they you know they're helping Red Bull make an engine, but it's going to be the Red Bull powertrain. Yeah, it's not, not a stronger not link anymore. Honda is it? it's not as strong of a stronger link, so I can see that connection sort of being severed. Um. It's a horrible way of putting it. Um. <laughs> so I, I've been wanting to see Vips in a Formula One car for quite a while. So I think I'm going to go Yuri Vips.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: Purely show. because it's what I want, not necessarily because. <laughs> and isn't that ultimately I what we're here think for? What's going to happen? That's why we're doing I, this. Yeah. I
2: I don't know exactly where we're going in what order, because Chris has already thrown us like sort of. <laughs> I know. Mixed like, up he's from he's the order that he's in document. the document. Yes. But what I will say is. Just because Gasly's not at Alpha Tower, it doesn't mean he's not on my grid, I will point out.
0: In that case, then, I just can't see Gasly anywhere else. I really can't. I think he's more what, likely to go and do oh, something else at this
2: point. Oh, wait for me, boy. Wait then, for the, me. The,
1: <laughs> the problem I guess Gasly has is like, there's not really a move up as such. Like, yeah. there's a lot of sideways moves he could do, there's not many up moves. Um, Do you want Tom then to take us to where you're sending Pierre Gasly?
2: Okay, I'll take you on a magical journey.
0: On a magic cabinet. to Alfa
2: Romeo. Right. Ooh. So I've got essentially um, Bottas staying here, but them maybe not being as happy with Joe Guan Yu as they thought they would be. I mean, he's got, it really depends on how. The rest of the season goes for him with this. So this is like my kind of bold, like grid. This this mixes up the grid kind of thing. And <laughs> by late later this year, if George uh, Guanyu has not finished in the point because he's only got the one point finish first race of the season, um, and if Bottas keeps finishing where he is, and his teammate is not even getting in the points. I can see that one-year deal that he has probably not been extended, remaining a one-year deal. (laughs) Yeah, and what what I think, Gasly's view of things will start becoming is essentially they're really happy with Perez. I ain't getting back near that Red Bull anytime soon. It's time I look for uh, like some sort of seat where I can be considered, you know, a mainstay driver, Mm. and I think. Alpha alongside Bottas would quite possibly suit him just because of the style of the car. I know a lot of people want him to go to McLaren, but here's my, my theory on that is Ricardo struggles in the McLaren. Gasly is a former Red Bull driver much like Ricardo. I think there's a type of car that they are used to that he even gets in the yeah. Alpha Tauri currently. That the McLaren would not suit him, yeah. And as much as the name would be good, I don't think the car would fit Gasly and his driving style. And I I think he would struggle the same way Ricardo does at the moment, which is why I sort of thought up and down the grid and thought what Mm -hmm. might appeal to him, and it was between the Alpine and Alpha. And did you watch the uh,
0: did you watch the Driver sixty one video about why Ricardo's slower than Norris?
2: I haven't, but I have seen that it exists. Yeah, I've see seen thumbnail. That the thumbnail. I've seen the thumbnail is like an over-the-shoulder shot of Ricardo. So I assume it's something to do with the, the pointy front end that he hasn't got.
0: Yeah, it basically. <laughs> well, he 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 basically says what you just said a minute ago about the the differences in the two cars and how yeah, mm. that it's the car that doesn't suit him having come from a Red Bull, two cars, very different philosophies.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I think the fact that as soon as I said it, you both reacted with the, yeah, I, I know exactly where you're going with this probably shows that most of us who watch it week in, week out kind of, you can sort of see why that wouldn't be a good fit for him anyway. Um, as much as I'd love to see it, I mean, I'd love to be able to spot Pierre Gasly as a McLaren driver. I'd love it, but I just don't think it'd work. I just re- I just don't realistically. Like, he's one of those heart would love it, head knows better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of things that. Mm. Well,
0: okay. So um, we're doing Alfa Romeo then. I think, I do think Bottas will stay. Um, Joe, probably bringing a fair chunk of cash with him. Um, I think Joe probably stays as well for at least Chinese Grand year. Prix
1: next year as well.
0: Yeah, mm. I think um, Bottas is doing well. He's holding the fort. Joe, the results. Tom, you're right. The results haven't been there for Joe. He he should be doing better in that car. It's a better car than what it looks in the with with Joe in the driver's seat. Um, but yeah, I think other factors are at play here, and I think I can't see I can't see them shifting away from that at least for next year maybe the year yeah. after but like the results and you know as well give him a chance like he's only had what I mean he's a Sonoda factor isn't he like
2: Sonoda, Sun- there were probably many people re- ready to say red- uh, Toro Rosso I don't know what we call Toro Rosso anymore Alfa Tauri <laughs> should not be re-signing Sunoda, but look how well he's adapted come, coming round into this year with the new car and so on Yeah. So there's every chance that Yu will overcome the obstacle he's having with the car at the minute and start Mm -hmm. scoring more regular points and be a bit closer to Bottas. And, I mean, Bottas has been around a long time now, so there is always going to be a big gap. It's just how long will Alfa Romeo know, uh, sorry, wait, I guess, for that gap to close, knowing that they've got a half-decent car. Yeah, that's that yeah. is is how how much patience have they got with that? I think is the going to be the key factor. And like I say, my, mine is definitely a long shot just to mix
1: up the grid oh, completely because sure. I wanted to move some people around. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also saying Bottas and Joe for basically exactly the same reasons you said, Stu. Um, I would I would like to be able to say poor chair, but I don't think he's quite ready yet. I think you gets what one more year while Pochair gets up to the level, and then they put him in. I
2: sort of agree with you, and you kind of made a point there that as much as I've put Vips or Lawson potentially in the Alpha Tower, I'm sort of feeling like when I look down that F2 grid, as much as the racing's great, like if I was an F1 boss, I can't see any of those right now in F2 that I look at them and I sort of think, do you know what? They're ready for F1 next season. Yeah,
0: it's a very kind of like it's, it's very, level it's very field. Difficult. There's no one standout driver yeah. in that field at the moment. Like, the, yeah. you know, the years sort of um, Norris, Albon, and Russell came through. Yeah. Those three were very clearly like the class of the field. And <laughs> yeah, they were all really, really, really good, and it was great racing between them. And I, I don't think know we if get that, that, that was... every so often. Yeah, I think mean. it's quite rare for that to happen, though, isn't it? You know, it only happens every mm. so often. Like the your average. Racing driving seat, your average motorsport season is for the most part is quite across other than Formula One, it's relatively kind of like evenly matched for the most part. You might get, unless you go Mazda racing and then like one bloke wins for (laughs) 10 years or something. But, um, (laughs) I'm not bitter at all, but, um, the. Yeah, I, there's there's nothing in the F2 grid for me this year that that's really like sticking out right now. We're really we're still early doors, mind you, so it's difficult to say. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think it's funny... a
2: knock on effect though of the season that you've just mentioned. So when you have a season that has like three, maybe even four standout drivers, like from memory, Nick DeFries was racing the same year as the three that came to F1 mm. in Norris, Russell, and um album wasn't it? Nick DeFries was in there. Latifi was and around there well. the- Latifi as well. Like the the so drivers that have then made it up, what that leaves then is suddenly a bigger void to be filled by those coming up. So you end up with more like inexperience, I guess, on the F2 yeah. grid. Yeah. Which means as a whole, that grid takes longer to mature because that huge clump of experienced drivers have all moved on at the same time. Whether it's to F1 sports car racing, IndyCar, it doesn't really matter where they go. Like when a chunk of them leave all at once that are so talented, you're left with a bit of a void and you sometimes like yeah. need a year or two a, to, to get a,
0: back to that probably, point. Probably more of a talent void than an experience void. There's always <laughs> you, you journey, men in f2 yeah. but like yeah well, they, yeah I guess. you're right you're right in that like those three came barreling through the system like you know they, they yeah. all smashed formula three then they smashed through formula two and then suddenly they're all formula one drivers whereas like yeah usually like for a lot of them they'll spend like one or two years in whether yeah you know, someone might come along and spend like a year in f2 and like absolutely like gasly did came mm. along did really really good good job in f2 and then he had to go racing super formula in japan yeah because he didn't have mm. he, he couldn't stay which i think go. is a ridiculous i think that that rule that rules out of date by the way the the f2 rule of the champion can't it feels stay. like at times doesn't it yeah i think yeah I mean, At I least think... need to make it so they can do two seasons so at least they still have a drive the next year you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's, cause it's just yeah not seats in it, formula one it, it, it would be nice to see
2: someone like, try and defend that title as well, just, just to see how they fare against everyone on a second run. Yeah, like Because yeah. I do feel like occasionally, and this is not to discredit any F2 champion or GP2 champion ever, but occasionally someone will win that series and they don't go on to get your F1 seat or your top tier seat, wherever it may be, but the drivers that were finishing second and third behind mm-hmm. them do. And mm. the reason being is because a couple of years. something might have had an adverse effect on the other driver's season, like an injury or a you know a situation like not being able to compete at a certain race or juggling multiple series like there's sometimes other factors at play, and I don't think again, like not in any disrespect to anyone that's ever won it because they're massively more talented than I'll ever be, but like it doesn't it's not the be all and end all like winning that series is not the suddenly you are worthy of F1, and it's not also, yeah. Like it's not also that like if you don't win it, you're not worthy of F1 kind of thing. No. Right? <laughs> you could finish anywhere in the top five of that and be worthy of an F1 seat for me potentially.
1: Yeah, as, and as many as points. <laughs> like Norris kind of reflects that as well, don't they?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that needs to be considered a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to
1: lead
0: then. us back. I'm going to try and lead us just back to what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, with just yeah, yeah. Formula That's one <laughs>
2: Try. Um, lead us out of the woods.
1: Do you, you want to pick a team to Who do, do you this time, Stu?
0: Um. Oh God. Uh, sure. I thought you were leading this, but yeah, I'll. Um, well, we've I'll all picked one so far, so I'm. I'm, la- I'm
1: letting you <laughs> have a go.
0: I'm not sure about this format, Chris, but um, I'm going to go <laughs> with. Um, Aston Martin
1: Aston Martin so I suppose the big question so with Aston Martin there. is will Sebastian Vettel retire isn't it that's the that's the big question alright oh, mm. let's, let's start here are we all just going to put Lance Stroll across the board because he's the boss's son <laughs> is anyone removing Lance Stroll from Aston Martin
3: <laughs> mm. I
1: mean if I if I was being like
2: what I want to happen, then yes. But <laughs> I'm being realistic on I want some of these predictions to be right. So yeah, I'm leaving him in. I think
0: if you're basing it on results, then obviously you give him the boot, but if you if mm-hmm. you base it on reality, then yeah, he, <laughs> he He stays. Um God, that's that's damning, isn't it? That's so hard. It kind of um, is, yeah. Will Vettel retire? No, I don't think Vettel will retire. I think there's 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 life in this car yet. <laughs> so I think he I think he'll stay. I think, you know, the fact that it's sort of now has bears a almost uncanny resemblance to a Red Bull um might go a certain way to helping a multiple world championships with Red Bull driver. <laughs> so um yeah, I've I've got I think both of those will stay. Mm -hmm. what about you Tom
2: I'm of the same thought process as Stu I think that there's just a little bit of potential there that will get him to maybe do like a one yeah I don't think it's many more
0: seasons but yeah it's probably like one or two more maybe maybe two definitely one I'd say we all know that Vettel doesn't want
2: to be just trundling around midfield or towards the back of the grid like if he if he yeah. stays, he wants to be able to compete for podiums with even you'd, another championship. You'd
0: think so. it'd be, some of the Ferraris he you got, you'd think he'd be used to that by now, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I mean the Aston the, the Aston has been in until now, to be fair. Yeah.
2: <laughs> until he started coming good. But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he wants anything less than being able to challenge. So I think he'll give them the benefit of the doubt and the time, knowing that they've changed the car the way that they have and made progress like they have, there's, there's clearly potential there. But I yeah. think if it fails again next season, that's when we'll lose Vettel. Cool.
1: And Chris? I So I went backwards and forwards on this one a lot. In the end, partly in the interest of just doing something a little bit out there, but I still think it's 50-50 whether he stays or not. I've, I'm going with Vettel retiring the end of this season. And I kind of almost oh. want that to happen for him, so he can go off and like do WEC or something and like win some trophies again. Because I think he'd be much happier yeah. doing something like that. Um, yeah. So I think if he does leave, Aston Martin are going to want someone experienced to replace him. And looking at the available drivers, other than them bringing Hulkenberg out of retirement again, I don't think there's experience out there that can get. But I'm not going it's with
0: Gasly Berg. in it, isn't it? Yeah, thought, he? No, for it. a
1: second I thought this episode was gonna be called Hawkenback but go on. <laughs> Uh I've not gone for Gasly. I've gone for Nick DeVries. Um I think Mercedes seemed to want to get him on the grid. There's a link there, obviously, with the engine and everything. Um yeah, there's a there's a few potential drivers out there that are banded around. But yeah, I'm going Nick DeVries for Aston Martin.
2: Interesting.
0: The Discord think...
1: Alexa just keeps sending the same gif and it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 um, that Very shock and surprise. Um, Alright, who should we do? Tell you what, let's do Williams next because I feel like a lot of people expect Nick DeVries to end up at Williams next year. Um, I obviously don't. I think, I think Albon's going to stay. I think that's a, a shoo-in. I think Albon's doing an amazing job there. He seems to be getting on really well with the team. Yeah. Albon definitely staying at Williams. Second seat, I think. Um, I think Latifi's time is finally done. I don't think that Lavazza Coffee Money's going to keep him in that seat any longer. Unfortunately, uh, so mm. I'm going to go for Piastri at Williams. Um why why is that then? So I think he's a driver, he's obviously a driver Alpine want to get on the grid. I don't think Alpine have got room for him. Spoilers, I don't think Alpine are going to change their driver lineup. I don't think they are gonna be able to find room for him in their team. And Williams is a kind of I think for them Williams would be sort of like a, a safe place to send him to get some experience without like him helping a direct competitor i mean obviously williams would love to be a direct competitor um, to aston martin next season but like all signs point to them being a bit further back so i think that's like a safe place for them to send him and get some experience
0: not interesting for, for the record
2: i'm guessing you meant alpine there not aston martin when you alpine sorry competitor. yes but yeah i yeah i mean no no bones about it. I've done exactly the same thing for exactly the same reasons. I was... I I mean, again, spoiler alert a little bit. I was trying to find a way to put Nick DeFreeze on this grid, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I haven't because I couldn't find where I think he would go right now. And I think a couple of things he's said recently are probably more just like smoke and mirrors or to save face in case an F1 offer doesn't come. But I don't think it's his like, sole focus. I'm not saying he'd turn it down if the chance was there, because i pretty sure he wouldn't. But I feel like it's not the be-all and end-all for him. Like, if an F1 offer doesn't come, it, it sounds like he's got other irons in the fire. So I just don't think it's his time Ooh. to get here just yet. Um, nice analogy. Which is why I've gone piastri
0: there rather than Nick freeze. Mm. Uh, well, I'm going to go Albon and Nick de Vries. Um, I think <laughs> I No irons in any other fires. <laughs> it's I, just straight in the Williams. <laughs> well, I think I think Mercedes want him there, and if Williams ditch Latifi, which I think they've I think they've got to now. I think the fact that Albon's doing so much more with that car, getting such better results, and um, he's he's showing that. The driver really does make the difference, especially this season yeah. in Formula One. Yeah. and Latifi is not making the difference. He's just he's just pootling around, really, compared to some of the other drivers. So um, he's got to go because he's you know the, some of the results Albon's had, they should be further up that table now. The points there, yeah. they shouldn't be last. That car's not last place, that's not the slowest car on the grid, I don't think. Either that or Albon's the best driver on the grid, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that's the case. So, um, yeah, I think it's Albon I think something and that shows
2: that as well. Sorry, another thing that kind of backs you up on there is when DeFries obviously jumped in that Williams at yeah. Barcelona, yeah. he was a tenth ahead of Latifi. Now, I can't remember compounds or anything, but for me. Even that's a little bit redundant when you're jumping in a car that you've not driven yet and against a guy who's been with the team a while now mm-hmm. and has already been driving the car and, and so on and so forth. Like, yeah. Which it comes back to the point we were originally saying of, that's why he replaced Albon and not Latifi.
1: Yeah, in, the excuses run out pretty quickly, who, don't they?
2: You know, who seat he got. Um, and to, yeah, for him to jump in and out Form Latifi so quickly, if he does that another once or twice over the course of this season, then I think that it, that sort of the marker's done then for Latifi, isn't it? Yeah, I think the marker's sure. already if done. If he's I not mean, already, yeah, I think yeah.
0: already that 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 ship sailed. I think, yeah, you know, he either Latifi books his ideas up and has the season of his life, or he goes next year and he's replaced with Nick DeFries. There you go. That's yeah. my prediction. Yeah. Um. All right. Am I supposed to be writing these in myself, or does someone is someone else filling this in? We sort of. Um, so no, we're sorting it. It. Don't so you, it. Don't you? Worry, don't you worry.
2: Do it okay. Okay.
1: Um. I guess let's do LP next because I mean, it sounds like Tom from Ryan saying me and you are both keeping their driver lineup.
2: Yeah, this is a little bit like the whole um, Vettel situation for me with Alonso. The whole. There's maybe enough there. I mean, he's openly said something about like, "There's another two, there's another couple of years left in us both." As yeah. I'm talking about him and the team. So I think he's got the intention to stick around. I can't see why the team would want to get rid of him because, generally speaking, he gets results in the car and and helps them improve it and so on. So yeah, it's yeah, working. Right can't now. really see the lineup changing, mm. not yet. Anyway. In next I, year or two,
0: I'm with you, but I will say Alonso is already looking pretty disenchanted in Formula One this year. Some of the things he's he's said, some of his actions on the track, some of his actions here and that, you know, just last race, like mm. that drive was just sort of <sighs> petulant. Not what you re- petulant, yeah, petulant. It was a petulant drive. <laughs> uh, you might argue. Mm you know i mean it was for position so yeah he, he had, every, had absolutely every right to to hold on to the position no doubt about that but to do that in the way he did it the way he went about it was definitely quite petulant um mm-hmm. and i think all this talk of salary caps and things like that as well is kind of it, he's been the, the person so far sort of speaking out against it on behalf of the drivers. And I think if that were to come about, that would definitely be like hmm. a sort of a bit of a shove out of the door for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having said all that, he will probably stay at least for another season. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've, I mean, I've got to have Alonso. Ocon, Ocon's kind of like being quite anonymous so far for me this season, but that's probably a good thing, I think. At this point,
1: so I'm just going to keep him. Yeah, quietly getting on with the job, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's the that's the polite way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, let's do let's Hass next. Um, Kevin Magnussen. They said was on a multi-year deal. They didn't tell us how many, but it was multi, which in theory takes into at least the end of next year. Schumacher, I think. Think I'm right in saying Schumacher's contract is up at the end of this season. Um, say it quietly. It is. It is. <sighs> who wants to who wants to kick us off with Haas? Who who wants to
0: who wants to upset everyone who listens to this podcast? Do
2: want, yeah, do you want me to upset every Formula 1 fan ever? Go on, and say go on. Then. Oh my god, Schwartzman's
1: in that car next year. Schwartzman. I don't hate that. Interesting.
2: Still looking for a drive. Got his license sorted, obviously, because he's got yeah. his Israeli license mm-hmm. officially now. Um and did always seem quite talented during
1: his time in things like F2 and and so on. So And is that him alongside Mazepin? Yeah. Mazepin, my god. I've so, I've read the word Mazapin and just spontaneously <laughs> said it. It's definitely not alongside we, we should, him. Is that we alongside that We should bleep that out. <laughs> we should bleep that out for banter. I think every time that
0: name is mentioned now we have to bleep it. <laughs> I know it's effort, but I think it'll be funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, it actually might not be the first time we do it. It's effort
2: I can't be bothered to do this week. It's a joke, it's a joke for next time. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, is that alongside Magnuson, Tom? It is, yeah. Um, Stu, are you also upsetting F one
0: fans everywhere? Probably, I'm gonna. You know, I, if I really want to upset them, I will get the bleep machine out. I will say this: Schumacher is not very good.
2: <laughs> uh, I thought you were actually gonna need a bleep. <laughs> no, no, boy, well,
0: you you might be worth bleeping that out. But I just have to say it very quietly. No. yeah, yeah. I, that, I think he's not very good, is he? What's
2: What's sad about it is that I think. It's just not gone well from this season, but if he doesn't get out of the rut that he's in with the mistakes and the crashes, mm. a team like Haas isn't going to have any choice but to move him on. Yeah, not gonna have the money to keep Ferrari, cars at this rate. Yeah, exactly. Ferrari aren't going <laughs> to clear that bill for him on the inside budget yeah, cap. No, never so. mind the
0: budget cap. You've got to have a Formula do you know 1 team carry on think, cars in half. Like,
2: I know we always talked about how Schumacher impressed and got stronger in his second season and all that in lower formulas, and he always has. But this season for me has highlighted kind of the problem with exactly what I was talking about before, where basically winning the F2 title maybe shouldn't like exclude you from that series automatically because that that sort of forced Ferrari's hand of, well, we need to get him involved somehow to keep him like to keep him involved in racing Mm. and with him in their academy. And that's obviously why he got placed with Haas and so on and so forth. But Ferrari haven't got anywhere else to put him at the minute. Like what would he do? Just become a reserve driver somewhere or have to go do sports car? Like where, where would he go basically at the minute? And I think had he been able to redo another year of F2 and sort of continue to hone himself and, prove himself again, he'd have come to F1 just that little bit more mature and maybe adapted yeah. a little bit easier. Or at least at least would have had two seasons with similar cars instead of yeah. a season with a car that You've was the a dog on head. followed hit- by a brand new aero formula. Like, it's not easy, is it? Yeah, For I think, I think so, that's
0: the key. I think we, we've said before that he needs a season in a car to sort of get his head around it and get good at it kind of thing mm-hmm. and um, last year was supposed to be that year where he gets good at driving the Haas but the problem is the Haas this year is completely the, the Formula 1 formula this year is completely different so he probably needs this year to get good at it again because we've seen it in the past with with Schumacher it's always his second season where he where he really switches on it just takes him, seems to take him a long time to get used to cars the, the problem he has is there just isn't the budget these mm-hmm. days for you to keep breaking cars the way he is and there isn't patience from the team either for, for the performance, you know, like especially at this level hey. like you need to be performing like the moment you get there. So this is a really, really long winded way of me <laughs> saying that um, Magnussen will remain and Schumacher will go, and I'm not 100% sure who's going to replace him. So, Chris, you can decide who you think, and I will look <laughs> down the F2 list and see if I can think of someone. So I'm... Maybe Enzo, let's just say Enzo Tipaldi. That seems like a wild yeah, card that's... for me. And he's driven we're, we're the, he's driven the he's... house. There's a connection, so let's go for Tipaldi. Yeah. But so, he's not
2: directly connected to Ferrari anymore just to point out not that that matters he could still get the has seat regardless but Yeah, i mean it could be an he American wouldn't have driver. ferrari trying yeah exactly that that's yeah. sort of there's a sort of link there logan
0: Sargent could be a good good option yeah. for them he's is he ferrari oh, no, he's a williams he's driver. he's williams yeah. no, he's so, williams so maybe a not yeah. maybe not then but um so, who knows.
1: um
2: yeah like like i say there's no saying it has to be a ferrari driver it was more just there's nobody that I think they'll ease into that seat at the minute. Yeah. Or um, try to.
1: Yeah. So I'm obviously keeping Magnuson as well. Um, I am gonna swoop in and save the day and say Mick Schumacher keeps his seat. Um, largely oh, because of what Stu just said, like he he's proven time and time again he's a driver that needs a couple of seasons. But because of the regulation change, he's this is almost like a second first season for him. And I yeah. think he's, I think there's enough goodwill around him and desire for him to do well that they will give him one more year. But if he has one more year, like one he's having more this year, year one then more year. he'll run out of time. But I'm going to save the day. And
0: look, let's face it: is is a, a Schumacher. He's probably got a bit of money behind him as well. It it's uh, well. I mean, he's got the
2: it. um he's got like one and one, Ionos sponsoring him. They're like one of the biggest web go. companies in the world, and yeah. one of the German banks. So yeah, it's not. It's not like he doesn't come without sponsorship. He's not short of for, cash. For, for, in that regard. Um, but yeah, before I get tons of hate mail, and I'm guessing stew as well. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like Schwarzman I did because I want to. I just want to see something different. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just And they never know.
0: did sell any merch. <laughs> yeah. Never
2: made right. it any to be fair. <laughs> exactly. You've got to make
1: it first. <laughs> right. So that leaves us with McLaren. Um
0: The elephant in the room, McLaren. The, the orange elephant. elephant. In the
1: room. Who wants to go first? I'll go first.
0: Norris is definitely depends. Norris is staying.
2: Um yeah multi-year well, the is already on Ricardo. All,
0: yeah, I'm going to put
1: Norris for all three of us because that's a given. I think, right? That's just yeah.
0: Um, Ricardo, obviously. I mean, the jury's out right now, isn't it? Like it's it's a it's a really tough call. Um, he's obviously struggling. There's no doubt about. It. He's struggled for a couple of years now in that car. Um, well, certainly struggled last year in that car. Um, who? Yeah, there's some sort of. American drivers that they that they seem quite interested in at McLaren in just yeah, giving a drive. Ward
1: and Hurt are probably the two yeah, um, candidates. I'd be interested
0: to see an American driver on the grid. I think Liberty would bloody love it if there was an American <laughs> driver on the grid as well. Um, but obviously they don't have a say. I would hate to see Ricardo go. He is the smiliest, one of the best personalities on that grid, Uh, if not the best personality on the grid. He's just a real guy, and he's just Mm -hmm. cool as a cucumber, like an absolute legend. So it'd be really, really sad to see him go, but he's clearly unhappy in the car. He's clearly struggling within that team. And I hate to say it, but I, I think he... Unless he goes, unless he finds his way to another F1 team, I think he might be on his way out of Formula One. Um, so if he is going to go, which to me, like the, the signals from McLaren are starting to just starting to look as though they might have sort of might be starting to feel like the relationships run its course, mm-hmm. then I think McLaren probably do get one of their Americans in. It's a really good PR. Sort of situation for them if they do that. Um, yeah. Um, so let's go with Colton Herta. I'm gonna do it. Sadly, nice. I, it breaks my heart to do this, but I, yeah, I think I do have to do it. I don't want to see Ricardo leave Formula One though, so I need to amend one of my other team choices. And <laughs> to somewhere else. so this is oh, I actually why? I've got the caveat. I've got a caveat. I've got a caveat. Go on. If if Vettel retires, then Ricardo will replace him
1: at Aston Martin. There you go. All right, I'm going to put a slash in that for you. Thank I'm you. going to put slash Ricardo question mark. Um, that works. So i I was like looking for somewhere else to put Ricardo because I do, for all the reasons you said, I do wonder if he's going to last the second year of that contract. But there's two problems. The first is it's really hard to find somewhere on the grid for him to go. And the second problem is like, I'm I'm starting to wonder if he's falling out of love with Formula One. And mm. I, in the end, I'm not putting him in that seat next year and I'm not putting him on the grid next year. I think, have a feeling he's just gonna go and do NASCAR or IndyCar or something where he can just go and have fun and win stuff.
2: Yeah. It's what it's what I was saying the other week. Like he would fit in immediately in both those sports. Yeah, completely. And his his history and his youth and what inspired him growing up to be a driver, a race driver, is the NASCAR vibes. So Mm. like if if any NASCAR team was willing to take him he'd probably jump
1: at the chance. Oh completely. Just to go do it for a year. And like um in terms of like marketability he's probably second only to Lewis Hamilton I think in terms of you know world in, known American drivers. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Um, um cuz like yeah the, the, so I've still got him on the grid. I'm keeping him. The yeah. thing that makes me keep him is it's to do with just the way that Zach Brown specifically has spoken about it all and certain things he said over the Indy 500 and Monaco made it sound more like the the optional extension for the extra year was more that the team were sort of committed to the full length of the contract And it was Mm -hmm. more Ricardo had the option to leave should he wish to break the contract. And the way it was worded made it definitely sound more like it was Ricardo's decision. And I think if that's the case, the team would hang on to him because he is an asset. He's like all the things you've already talked about. Like he is a great driver on his day. And if he does find his rhythm in the car, he'll be up there with Norris. But also, I think that if that is a case and it's Ricardo's choice, I think he'd want to at least try and go out on a high and give that last year, that last punt, mm-hmm. to stick around, go for it, see what he can make of it, hope the car gets better or moves more towards him, whatever it needs. And then, if it really doesn't work, once the deal's actually up in full, then walk away and just not renew. And yeah. I mean, maybe stay with McLaren and go to IndyCar, like I've mentioned before, or something like that and, and have a pop at that or go to NASCAR because of, you know, kind of his, his history with it, his support of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, like, yeah, I think we'll see him for that last year of his contract.
1: And I will caveat all this with like, I don't want to be right here. Like I, I want him to stay. Um. But, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, so, in his place, despite everything you guys said about why it would be a terrible idea about 15 minutes ago, uh, I'm putting Pierre Gasly and McLaren. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> You're I did mad. consider the Award, but McLaren have like got them both signed up to do some test sessions this year, I think. So, I doubt they'll make a decision on that until they've had the test sessions, had the post-season test. So I think yeah, I mean, McLaren, McLaren have got Mario to and
0: McLaren. McLaren got Mario Andretti signed up to do a test this year. So, yeah. was... <laughs> Ricardo, I'd be looking over my shoulder mm. at him. <laughs>
1: Imagine um, that would be. He- he- well, Imagine like- if Mario
0: Andretti <laughs> tested the McLaren and was quicker than Norris. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> um,
2: I think the thing with people like Herta as well coming to replace him and so on, like he's literally just signed that new deal. Albeit to maybe stay with McLaren as a as the group yeah. rather than Arrow McLaren specifically the team. Award but, you mean or um, herter Oh yeah, sorry, Awards just signed a new deal, but he yeah. Herter's still got time on his deal, sorry. Is what yeah, I was yeah. meaning. Um yeah, sorry, awards with McLaren, Hurters with uh I forgot. Gainbridge Honda. <laughs> In IndyCar. Yeah, there we go. But he he has just signed a new deal to stay, as far as I remember, or yeah, unless that so. was a ward. That was, whatever, they both got deals. They both got <laughs> deals, whichever way around it was. So, I don't think they're moving anytime soon. Maybe in the future, but not right now. And they're both still young, so yeah. they both got plenty of time yeah, to young. try and come to F one if if it opens. Yep. So,
0: cool. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> there's um. There's our grid for next year. It. Oof. Yeah. I mean, we'll some revisit choices this. In there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll revisit yeah, this, this in is... uh, in um, a few months' time. Um, once we know what the grid is actually going to be, and we'll all laugh at how wrong we all are. Um, <laughs> okay, time to do some storylines leading into Baku. Um, we are finally going to talk about the Azerbaijan <laughs> Grand <Prix>. Um So. <laughs> I'll the <laughs> first storyline that we have uh, this week is can perez win two in a row at a circuit where he usually does well at um, we touched on it earlier if he does do well here and he does beat his teammate he could get himself right back in the mix for the championship yeah. which would make things
1: at red bull spice so <laughs> yeah and he's what, got a what do you really guys good think record he as can well do it? Hasn't he, in baku um yeah when he won last year he had at least one podium possibly two with Racing points slash Force India, whatever they were at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's totally in with a shout. Tom, you feeling it? feeling Perez?
2: I think he's got a result in him for sure. Uh, whether it's the win, I don't know. I think I think it could probably a Red Bull one two is where I'm thinking this weekend, but we'll have to see.
0: Uh, okay, so Red Bull one two with. Perez at the front or with... <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're going to have to well, tell I, us what you're I going, going saying, to have yeah. so.
3: Well,
2: I mean, I thought I hinted that it was going to be Max at the front when I said, I could see Perez getting a result in a 1-2, but I okay. can't see him winning. Okay. <laughs> that's like indirectly saying Max will win. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you have to say it. You have to say it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is, um, how will these tyres hold up this year? Probably bringing the f- softest three compounds to the circuit. Um, last year, obviously, it didn't go so well for them with tyres. We had a couple of failures um, mm, yeah. and some, some mental stewarding as well as a result. But mm. um, that last year was the year of mental stewarding, so <laughs> no surprises there. Um, yeah, I mean, tyre is tyres, isn't it? It's not that interesting.
1: <laughs> I mean but, hope, hopefully it's not is the thing right like the only reason yeah. we're going to be talking about tyres next week is if they have a load of failures again which I, yeah. I very I much don't hope we will. don't have to talk about tyres next week yeah I
0: think these are a little bit more robust actually I think these tyres than last year's aren't they there's a bit uh, I think the, so the sort of the, because there's less material around the sidewall it makes them a little bit stiffer so they're less likely to flex too much and get too hot but it's all down crossed. to the way the teams treat them and where the cars treat them. So, yeah, jury's completely out of it. Hopefully, they last. Um, Tom, anything to add? No, I think it's
2: fair assessment. I think they've done their due diligence, hopefully, from what happened last time to yeah, to see that we have a decent race out of yeah. them.
0: And at the end of the day, look, you can't blame Pirelli. Like, th- these cars are prototypes, and the tyres are all essentially prototype tyres made for a, fo- yeah. for a spec. yeah made to a spec it's it's a testing ground the the entire formula is a testing ground less so than it was in years going by but you're always going to get these kinds of issues from time to time so you know you can't really blame Pirelli Um, next one is uh, will the 1.4 mile flat out run from turn 16 to turn one cause some DRS shenanigans I think it could. I think it might. I think <clears> if if Baku was me- a, if sorry if Jeddah was anything to go by, then yeah, yeah I can you can see some shenan's going down there.
2: I could see some dolphin shenan's happening. Dolphin shenan's. Yeah, some porpoises. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're
1: upgrading <laughs> from porpoises <laughs> to dolphin.
0: dolphins. <laughs> dolphins. Yeah. That's decent. That I mean, that point, we've we've had we've had Barcelona now, so yeah, maybe they'll all be upgraded to dolphins. Uh, yeah. Cuz a cuz porpoise is just a crap dolphin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: That's
0: exactly what it is. <laughs> um yeah, I mean Red Bull are kind of worried about this one because they've historically had some issues with their rear wing on long 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 straights with like some, you know, some waving rear wings. Hmm. So they'll be hoping that whatever fixes they've uh, brought to the car are going to prove themselves this weekend um obviously mercedes are going to be which leads us to our next storyline actually mercedes which which mercedes will we get (laughs) will we get the the one that kind of works or the one that doesn't um again i think we're more likely to get the one that mostly works at least down the straights i think the fact that it's like lots of 90 degree turns is probably going to help them a lot I think they're going to be yeah. out of that window where it's um, where where they're where they're doing the most bouncing,
1: but you just don't know. You just I with mean, this car, who knows what's going to happen? There's not as many like fast corners where there'll be in mid corner on this circuit, but yeah. yeah, down that big old straight, I'm not so sure. I, I I fear it's going to be another Miami situation when Friday with a dirty track that'll be on the pace and then once it rubbers in it might fall off again but we'll see
0: hmm. we will see and um any more any more anyone thought of any more storylines just give us a fifth
1: um what else are we looking for this weekend
0: the gap between ricardo and norris hoping that'll close mm.
1: yeah i mean ricardo needs feel like a good Ricardo's... race schumacher needs a good race Sanks. I feel he's like a good this race. isn't a
2: place for Ricardo to get that result,
1: though, is it? Probably
2: not. I mean, I, I haven't gone ahead and checked this yet, but I just feel like he's not had that many good results here out of the number of times we've now raced here. Mm. I know he had a pretty tasty he, double back I mean, that one year. Mm. I mean, he yeah. has won. He's but... got
0: the goods, man. He's, he's got the goods. We'll see. We'll mm. see. It's... it's yeah i'd like to see him do well i'd like to see him be much closer to his teammate i think it's the sort of circuit where it's it's possible but um again you know it these new cars you just it makes it so difficult to predict what what's going to happen and there's not really there's no precedent on any track really anymore is there like it's, it's yeah. every this entire season is a proving ground for for every every Every, which is why it's so mixed up and why it's, why we're getting such sort of crazy results. So, with all that in mind, shall long enough some predictions? yeah. <laughs> Aye, it is
2: time for predictions. So, for those who don't know, we're going to go through and predict five things for the upcoming race this weekend. Uh, you can join in as well by heading to backofthegrid.com registering if you are not registered before or signing in if you have and you'll be able to submit your responses to the following categories and show us how it's done. <laughs> Sounds so official Cause... when you say
0: it like that. <laughs> to the following it's,
2: categories. It's... Oh, yeah, I am quite official. I spent so many years perfecting the algorithm <laughs> to, to make this thing work. Trust the algorithm. <laughs>
0: Just trust the algorithm.
2: Yeah, I mean... It, I don't think it's failed as yet in terms of scoring the points. So I'm happy to trust the algorithm. It's today. a robust algorithm. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not that difficult to be fair what it has to do. So anyway, um, that's beside the point. Fastest in Q3. Where are our bets being put on this one this week, gentlemen? Chris, I'm going to go with you first on this one.
1: I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc because he did it last year in. Ooh. A fairly ropey car, so I think he'll definitely do it this year in a good car. Mm.
2: Stu, how about you? Um,
0: let's see. So let me just get—I didn't get the Azerbaijan <laughs> results up from last. You year. haven't
2: checked the previous ones, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I thought it was <laughs> clever
0: by getting like the current standings up and the last race's result, but I stupidly didn't get the. Uh... <laughs> The Azerbaijan. The one thing sort. you need. Yeah, which I'm just trying to talk and type at the same time, and I can't do it. So this is going to take a long time.
2: Do you want to know who's qualified poll previously? No. You've got the okay. 2021. okay. I've
0: got it. I've got it here. I've got it here you in front sure? of me. It's just the page is just loading. Just
2: just give me a second. <laughs> yeah. It was Bottas <laughs> in 2019. We didn't go in 2020. It was Vettel in 2018. Wasn't 2018 the whole um, bumping into each other incident? I believe soon, it was, yes.
0: Yeah. We don't. Yeah. I mean, that's and going too far back there.
2: 2017 is <laughs> Hamilton. Um, and then there was a race there, 2016, but it was the Baku GP or the European GP, whatever it was called that year, I think. I yeah. can't remember who was on pole. And that, it was rubbish.
0: Sorry. as The F2 race that year was really good, but the F1 race was crap. Um, well okay. done, Baku. So Perez won it last year. Leclerc on pole. Verstappen in third. Where did Perez come from to win that? Red flag, wasn't it? Behind the
2: stricken Red Bull,
0: seventh he was Perez. He started.
2: I mean, it was it was Hamilton or Vettel, uh, Vettel, uh, Verstappen's to take, wasn't it? Verstappen's time, yeah, because they fluffed it. Hamilton went straight on into turn one. Yeah, on the reset, he was like. To say he was gifted it is a little harsh because he obviously worked hard to get to the position he was in in the first place, but he wouldn't have finished there had the other two not messed up in some way or had issues. There's a lot
1: stalling going on here.
0: Yeah, I've come to a decision. There is. I've come to a decision. It's Charles <laughs> <laughs> After all of that.
2: Brilliant. <laughs> After all that. Thanks, Jim.
0: You're welcome. It's just great content. <laughs>
2: Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm going a maxi double on this one. So I'm going Verstappen, Verstappen. And that's Mm. essentially me saying, oh, wow, that's ominous. As I started typing in, it's already gone green. What on earth? Where have you copied this? Where have you copied this from,
1: Chris? (laughs) Last week?
2: <laughs> oh well, that makes sense then, because I think I was right on both last week, wasn't it So the uh, green highlight is still. Brag there. about it. <laughs> that was ominous. That was ominous. Yeah. So moving on to the win, I am going Verstappen. Yeah. Uh, do either of you two see your pulse? Sit, seeing it out, or do you see a change in lead during the race, thus handing the win to somebody else? I'll let you talk amongst yourselves. Uh, I think a stupid so I it's think content.
0: Straight line speed is going to be the key here. I think um, Verstappen will win it. I think mean, we're going to see the theme okay. that we've had all season um, play itself out quite clearly in this one, and that's going to be Verstappen being fastest in the, down the straights and being able to get the moves done and stay close to the driver. But Leclerc
1: will have to legs on him in quality. Um, A.K.A. I, I'm
0: hedging my bets.
1: I'm going to stick with Leclerc. Ooh,
2: I like it. We've got a nice little mixture yeah. between the two.
0: Hmm, like it. Very good.
2: Uh, first, DNF. Who will be the first to not finish? <laughs> Schumacher. Ooh, he's done it.
0: It's just the way yeah. it's, it's the way it's been going this season. It's not that I don't like Schumacher. Mm. I love the guy. He seems like a nice bloke. He's got a lovely relationship with Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> it's really sweet. He's a sweet mm. guy, but I just I think he's struggling in that car, and I think it's gonna it's the sort of circuit where you get bitten. So yeah, lots of walls.
3: Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, if it's. It, it's it's a rookie having a crash kind of circuit, isn't it? Yeah, well, Schumacher's not a rookie, but could yeah. well be. In. Well, actually, yeah, he did. He has raced it before, hasn't he?
3: Yeah.
1: So, I had Schumacher in mind as well. afraid I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Schumacher. I think you know, like oh my the, these street That's, circuits that... with walls is where
0: he's struggled all season. So he yeah. struggled at Jeddah. He's had, a, he had problems at Monaco, and it's the same sort of circuit. So I think it's yeah. Unless he, you're out of the frying pan and into the fire with this one for yeah. for Schumacher. So yeah, that's I. I don't see any other way. Um, Tom, who've you got?
2: I'm gonna really wind some people up with this. Leclerc, Clark, crashing into the castle again. <laughs>
0: he's he's Bang. got previous. He's got previous. He's done it I once in the stupid. simulator and once in real life.
2: He is gonna be. He is gonna be stupid. He's going to be. He's going to do it. Told you it upset. At least someone. Jeff's very upset in the chat. Jeff's livid. Um, I just. I don't know. I, I find it hard to place. So I think it'll come from somewhere unexpected, like the front runners. So
0: yeah, I think. Well, I think yeah. you're right because there's gonna be. It's gonna be one of those high pressure races where it's gonna be really, really close. At the front again, mm-hmm. so and it's the sort of circuit that where you've got that level of intensity, then there are there will be fireworks, there will be mistakes. It's it's an easy circuit, it's a deceptively easy circuit to make a hash of, and yeah, I can see it happening. Number yeah. of finishes. Uh,
2: number of finishes. I'm um, not been f- properly first for many of these, so I'll go first on this one. I am going to say 17, a couple of accidents, maybe a bit of a engine or something, not liking the heat or the long running at high speed. So yeah, 17 for me.
0: Uh, Stu, how about you? Um, last race, we had 18 finishes. Uh,
2: last race in Baku. You mean or last race in Baku, sorry, yeah. Last weekend. Yeah, last week. Yeah, in it Baku, really... it was six it, it was sixteen last time in Baku. Was it? Yeah. Oh. They just uh, they were, okay, yeah. They were classified, still, yeah, but, yeah, you, classified. Yeah, I was about to say you have probably seen the classified rules, So yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, might yeah. have
0: been classified, but exactly yeah, the they didn't state. finish finish. Okay. I think I'm gonna go sixteen yeah. actually for this one. Okay. 'Cause I think this is street circuit, it's gonna be bumpy, you're gonna get suspension things. gonna be I think issues are gonna crop mm. up at this race that
1: we've not seen before.
0: Yeah.
2: The do- S- the dolphin action might It's a
1: bit of an outlier, isn't it? So yeah. Sixteen is what I had in mind as well, but that makes our predictions very similar, Stu. But then if I don't say sixteen <laughs> and it is, I'm gonna be livid, so I'm gonna say sixteen. Yeah, you can. Once you've said it, you've got to say it. Got, to, got to say it. You know our random
0: driver is going to be Mick Schumacher now, don't you? Oh, imagine.
2: I mean, you know it's going to be Perez. I, don't, I can't remember if we've had Perez this season or I think we have. It's neither. It's Lando
1: Norris. Oh.
0: Okay, so this all depends on what happens at the front. Are we going to have a DNF at the front? Mm. Is it going to be Leclerc or is it going to be Verstappen or is it going to be both? So that's two positions gone if it's both. That puts Lando on, I would say, on the podium. So oof, I'm going to say fourth. I don't think... I think there will be a retirement at the front, but I don't think it will be... So, yeah, so fourth. Fourth for me.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, that's kind of the ballpark I was going in, to be brutally honest with you, because, mainly because of saying... McLaren's going to be the first DNF, so that instantly bumps him up one position. Um, <laughs> a tough one. Um, I mean, he's he did all right here last year when the McLaren was okay. I guess it depends on which McLaren turns up as well, doesn't it? Because they've they've had a bit of a up and down on fortunes this season in terms of where the car's worked and where it hasn't. So I'm going to go one down and say fifth on this one for me.
1: And I'll go one more and say sixth. No fifth
2: in there. McLaren there from Chris. (laughs) So that is it. That is our five each for this week. As I said before, you can head to backofthegood.com. And prove us wrong, which is not that difficult at this moment in time, I don't think. Mainly considering you have until the lights go green for Q1. So you've got plenty of time to watch practice, assess who's doing well, who's not in the groove of the circuit, who you think is going to hit a wall first.
0: So. Okay. This this is turning into a oh, late delightful. night radio show here. We are talking so slowly. Let's let's uh, let's let's up the tempo a little bit, shall we guys? <laughs> get some get through some of
2: these <laughs> questions. I mean there's some serious I can definitely do some serious tempo up in if you're ready.
1: Yes, what, better please. way. It is. Uh, keep me saying out. <laughs> stay but stay up. <laughs> Box, box, box. Amen. Ah,
0: that's better. We're back to the original. back to the original one. Was last week's just yeah, a special I'm edition? The, the special one, off, I think. A
2: hybrid's coming, though. A hybrid. No, a hybrid's coming. I think we need the Ooh, Ferrari box, box, box.
1: <laughs> very very <laughs> Just un-react. not as long as it was last <laughs> week. Accurate reaction. Yeah, that was long. Right. <laughs> <Last week>. um, <laughs> um, I'll go first. Um, go ahead. Um, Kilowog, with silly season coming up quickly around the bend, what is your way-too-soon prediction? Will we see any drivers replaced before the end of the season? Ooh, no. I don't think we will. I don't I mean, think anyone's having that bad a time to get replaced mid-season, are they? No. What about uh, you, no. Tom? Do you, think anyone's... Do you think Schumacher's going to lose his seat? <laughs>
2: no. I mean, I'm not... I don't think anyone will lose it during the season. I think that's a little too far. I think we might get some... Maybe confirmations of drivers that are getting replaced, so like they know the seat, they need yeah. another seat, or they're gone before the end of the year, just because that's the way it works. But I don't think anyone will get like outright replaced.
0: Hmm. Um, next one, uh, Garrett says, "What's a better landing spot if you're a good F two driver, but don't get the opportunity for an F one seat? IndyCar or World Endurance Championship?" Hmm. hmm. It depends how much
1: you like money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's... a big part. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you really like money, then the Formula is the place to go because the driver is there are ludicrous. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. But well, that wasn't than part of the question. It wasn't. I imagine the IndyCar salaries are hectic. They must pretty be pretty good. I think bonkers high. Um, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like, IndyCar is like you know it's open wheel racing, it's kind of a a more direct thing from going through F3, F2 but it kind of feels like once a driver goes over there they're never really coming back to race in Europe whereas Mm. WEC is not as similar a skill set but at least you're still kind of within the European racing world you're still on Mm. European teams radar so and the cars are less likely to kill you and they're a lot more comfortable to drive yes yeah yeah
0: there's yeah. a lot of elements that are similar as well many factors
2: we talk about them as sports cars but they're ultimately prototypes like, oh yeah yeah there is they're not far off being like a similar sort of structure just with a more of a shell over them i guess yeah, like if you cover the bodywork of off an f1 actually. car yeah, like if you uncovered an F1 car completely from bodywork and did the same with the WEC LMP2, or whatever they referred to as now, you know, the core fundamentals are going to be pretty
0: similar looking. Yeah, they'd be a bit heavier and a bit... Um, yeah. The, the suspension components would be much beefier, all that sort of stuff. They're, they're tougher vehicles yeah. because, obviously, they, they need to keep going for 24 hours. But, yeah. you know, fundamentally, would they'd look... More yeah, they, they, in design they would look quite similar, yeah. there'd definitely be similarities underneath the shell of it all. Um what's better though? What's better if you're an F if you're an F2 driver?
2: I suppose it depends on what you enjoy. I think that's down yeah. to put. I think it's it genuinely a is a personal preference thing. Yeah. More than more than a I don't think there's one that's better than the other to go to for your continued exposure. I I guess IndyCar could be slightly better if that's the the thing that we're measuring it on just because these F1 teams, F1 drivers and so on much more like regularly associated with Indy than they are WEC. So if that's the measuring device that we're using, I'd say IndyCar, but only marginally. Mm. But I think the it's circuits, about what you want to drive.
0: It also depends on what sort of circuits you like. The circuits yeah. they go to at WEC yeah. are probably for me, I'd prefer the WEC circuits to the IndyCar circuits, mm-hmm. but that's just me.
2: Let's put IndyCars on WEC circuits.
1: And vice versa.
2: Eurocar. Let's call them Eurocars. Yeah. Eurocars. That's I safe. mean, hmm. a, the Daytona <laughs> is that, series. Has that been done? <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet it has at some yeah. point. <laughs> they've, I'm sure they've definitely been over here at least a few times, but Daytona, I guess, is like the uh, North American equivalent of Doing WEC, isn't it? Yeah, is an American um,
0: American Le Mans series. series.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? I, I was going to call it the American Le Mans series. Yeah. And I thought A-L-M-S. this is a weird name for it, mm-hmm. but yeah. And yeah. They're,
0: they're more or less they're kind of they're trying to, like you know, IMSA, yeah. They're trying to um, merge them now as well. So there, there was American Le Mans se- series that beca- I think that became IMSA. Yeah, um, was... if I'm right, or they they were yeah, two maybe. separate and then they merged and IMSA but, was the yeah, dominant something thing. like that. They kept that name, and now like they're sort of trying to gobble each other up, Weck and IMSA into one. That they're slowly seem to be merging into one thing. Yeah. Um, but the, there's yeah. the um, the BMW uh, have just made a Delara um, IMSA yeah. uh, chassis,
1: which looks really, really going to cool. entering the twenty twenty four in a year or two's time, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. It's a twenty twenty three car, yeah.
0: so it should be next year. Um Detroit
2: 24 next year and Le Mans twenty four the year after, I think, is yeah, it? Yeah, that was Yeah, I think like yeah, that's how
0: they is that how they've set the rules up so that it's all joined up in 2024. I think that's right? where so they're like trying the to, get to. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be rad if that works out. That grid is going to be hectic. But yeah, that's a long way off yet. So let's focus on the here and now um and do the <laughs> next one.
2: <laughs> I'll read the next question. Um, after such a strong start to the season for Haas what's currently going wrong driver or car Um, or is it just that everyone else is improving quicker than they are in general and then also did I even say where this was from it's from Alex Woodward if I didn't. Um, didn't There you go. I've said it now. Um, Alex also added, uh, "Thank you for talking about uh, Aussie viewers last time out Uh, a few years ago. Most of the European races got pushed back by an hour, so it meant the races started at least 11 p.m. Sunday night for us. And with more and more American races, it's now even worse Um, for time zones alone. I only hope Singapore stays." (laughs) (laughs) So, just addressing a point we raised on the behalf of Australians, I think it was last time out. Yeah, last week. But yeah um Haas. yeah back to i question the with situation
1: i mean one of their drivers isn't doing the isn't delivering the goods we've already talked about that yeah I'm not honestly that like, even though we've had a third of the season <laughs> like i still feel like up to a point everyone's still kind of figuring things out and circuit by circuit it varies um Maybe we're also just seeing that Haas can't keep up with the rate of development that the other teams have been able to. I think that's maybe a part of it.
0: Yes, that's a possibility. I think, look, it's quite clear that part of the problem... I think it's a little bit from COM A, a little bit from COM B. Obviously, they haven't been getting out of the car what they need to be getting out of the car, and that's not what you want to see. So. No. Yeah, and at the same time, they're not—you know—they're not the richest Formula One team on the grid. They're not spending like Mercedes or Red Bull or Ferrari do. So they do kind of—I think a lot of their budget is probably going on rebuilding cars, which is why yeah, the second a driver is in right such the—you know—in a bit of precarious position that they're in. So mm. yeah, um, I guess the, the the that's that's your answer. That's your answer. Yeah. They're not getting better because they can't get parts on the car quick enough without them getting destroyed. Yeah. Oh, you got a double Next, header, Chris.
1: D- double question. Uh, two along similar lines. Shatner's bassoon uh, says, "Why the constant love for Ricardo?" <laughs> That's an amazing name. <laughs> do you sorry? Do you get... It's uh, it is. The, it's one of my favourite names, and it's it's one of those references that, like, if you know it, you know it, and. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna give it away. If you know, it, you know it. Um, yes, why the constant love for Ricardo? Eight wins in eleven years, and his F1 career is a string of poor decisions and being a grinning clown in the paddock. Wow. Ooh. Um endless excuses. Currently, he was brought in to coach Lando, yet has been outmatched almost every way. Way too expensive, given his performance. And Pingman, slightly less harshly <laughs> said, uh, "I started following F1 around the time <laughs> Ricardo entered, and have never known too much about other series or formulas." Uh, thus should make me unbiased to then ask, why do you all give him so much slack? He clearly doesn't have it. Last of the light breakers all you want, times up and time to move on. Maybe to Astomite and post Seb, but you can't do in eight or so years than younger, newer drivers, please. Whoa, wow. S- Damning. God, we so... have like misread the audience
0: here. Goodness. Uh, that yeah, is like there's I... some shade coming from Shatner's bassoon and from Pingman.
1: So a couple of things
2: It's because not everyone is a McLaren fan. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean <laughs> as much as we like to believe
0: I mean he's such a nice guy he's just the nicest person on the grid I think. I mean, but I think happiest, just saying, saying that person.
1: Just saying that I don't think does focusing. him a disservice though like when yeah. when he's been in the right car on the right day he's unbeatable. Like yeah he he turned up at Red Bull against Four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel and beat him over a season like that is that's no mean feat. Um, I th- I do think he's made some very poor career decisions. um The the Red Bull to Renault one I can sort of understand where his mind was at to then give it two years and move on again. I'm not so sure. um But then he was just sort of
0: got given the boot for Alonso anyway. I think ultimately.
3: Yeah, I think maybe. Alpine
0: have have got the team exactly where they want it now. They've got exactly the team they wanted. Um, yeah, they they came out better from
1: that situation for sure.
0: He reminds me a lot of Jensen Button. I feel like in sort of three or four years' time, he's going to find himself in. He's going to do a Button and find himself in a team that like no one expects to do anything, and then just suddenly be amazing and yeah. him win mm. a championship out of the completely out of the blue. If he's still around in Formula One. I feel he's that type of driver. Like he'll, mm. he, everyone wants him to do well. Just like the same with Button, everyone loved Button. Everyone, he is the modern Jensen
1: Button. He kind of everyone he's wants to get a
2: car that lets him be the modern Jensen Button. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but, it's like I, th- I think I've yeah. said this before on the podcast. Like you, you have your drivers that are like, you know. All time greats, more capable at least of multiple world championships, even if they don't get them, they're capable of them. Then there's kind of the next tier down of drivers who are extremely good. Some of them will get a championship or two, some of them never do. Like I would, you know, like I put Jensen Button in that category, David Coulthard, Mark weber And I think for me, Ricardo is more in that second category. And I think. Like you said, Stu, like mm. if the stars aligned and the right situation presented itself to him, he'd come to life and I think he could win a championship, but it just hasn't mm. happened for him, has it? Yeah. Yeah. There you
0: go. Um Toby Godfrey, are you ready for me to move on? Yeah, go for it. I am. Yep. <laughs> that was <laughs> Oh, I got me tickled. Um Toby Godfrey says, Vettel to McLaren if Danny Rick quits. I can see him fitting in well into a team that has given his good nature. Um, wild take alert. Who fills the Murksy if Hamilton calls it a day? Alonso, fast, very experienced, marketable, not quite quick enough to troll Russell over a Ooh. season. Don't know about that one. That's so, <laughs> wow.
2: That's so bold saying Alonso is not quick enough to trouble Russell.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm waiting for I mean, the. I'm no, waiting not in his an... current car, he's not. But... <laughs> I'm waiting for another triggered
1: emoji to show up in the, yeah. in the chat. <laughs> I think if Hamilton did call it a day. <laughs> to th- freeze. Do you think?
2: I don't. Yeah. I think. they man- want. I mean, they want him on the grid. I think he'd end Stop up. Stoffer van
1: Andorne. Throw him in there. Why not? I mean, I'd love to see it. No, I I think realistically they would either (laughs) buy Ocon or Norris out of their contracts because they still have like management links to both those drivers. I think they'd do the same they did with Bottas, just throw money at the team to to release them.
2: And I mean, I I suppose if they wanted to, like, say, throw money to release Norris as a as an example out of those two, they could probably broker a deal to to get him out of his contract by also. Shoehorning Nick de yeah. into the car because he's already got a a, a relationship with Mac, uh, with McLaren as it is. So yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, there's. I I guess that would sort of suit both purposes of get him on the grid and replace their driver that's retired. I've got time for that, but I I don't see it happening. I don't I don't see it happening. I can see that when his contract's up in another year's time that. He maybe decides he's had enough if next year doesn't go very well as well. But yeah, I don't think it'll happen this season. Mm. I have... As our grid predictions of have...
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have nothing so... further to add. Next question.
2: <laughs> the next one is Miles Galloway <laughs> with the Alpha Tower being a, a below-average car and Checo getting the contract. Is Pierre Gasly for sure leaving? My prediction is he will replace Ricardo at McLaren. Oh my
0: goodness! Everyone's saying it. It's all about. Glad someone agrees with this. This is, it is the thing. Ricardo episode. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um. You'll all be laughing when I he's know. in half Alfa Romeo this next one, year.
0: This one we've kind of answered, like through the through the, through the just the yeah, r- we've inadvertently really answered the question, the haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Ga- Gasly needs um, to leave. I think I literally
2: Fred answered this question. Um, I think. Yeah, I think he does. Like, yeah, the 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 Perez contract is literally what I was saying before is like the, it's the nail in the coffin of a, okay, it's time for me to move yeah, on now. Totally. While ever he was on like a one year deal, I guess there was always a chance, but now they're starting to give him multi-year deals. They clearly have a bit of faith in him, I guess, long-term. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's guys signed to try and find another seat somewhere that can be competitive.
0: Yeah. Or just like, just go and do something else just while you're young, while yeah. you, where you can still win championships yeah. elsewhere. Go and do that um uh last one then
1: last question from paul d do you think we'll see any tire carnage this year this is probably the first big test of the new tires also do you think there's a chance of these new cars pulling up drain covers with the new aero um yes mm, that's
0: a fair point yes there's definitely a chance of pulling up <laughs> drain covers absolutely 100 they, they weld them down they have to weld it if you don't know this yeah. if you're new to the sport they the wel- they have to weld them down to hold them down. They've done it in Monaco before where they've had to weld them and they've come up, so... Um,
2: I mean, they've also ripped them up in Monaco, the cars, haven't they? Yeah. Like, Button ripped one at one year. Yeah. It wasn't welded down properly. Uh, and Norris. Uh, we've Nor- had Russell. it happen in Baku. Russell had Russell. One, yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago. So, yeah... I- if any of the street circuits is going to happen, it's probably most likely at Baku, isn't it? Because of the high speed. Yeah, wasn't that, that this, traveling over? That was
0: the same year that they um, the the recovery vehicle left the crane up too high and <laughs> I drove was into just a about gantry. to say yeah and smashed, and into, the, so, and smashed yeah, into the barrier, smashed thing. into the barrier, and then soaked the uh, stricken Williams in hydraulic fluid. So yeah, and yeah. it was literally in like the seat and everything. It was like complete. The car was completely full of all this hydraulic fluid, and everyone thought it was coming from the car, <laughs> actually coming <laughs> from the <laughs> balloon hydraulic gear for the crash. So funny, yeah. It was gross. like you're cleaning that stuff, up, in man. slow motion as well. Yeah, that's not stuff you want to be cleaning up. All that oily hydraulic fluid is Ugh. viscous and gross and sticky, and
1: let alone the fact a drain cover had just gone through the bottom of that car. Yeah.
0: Also, fun fact: they patch that up like you do a puncture on in your inner tube on your mm. on your bike. If you if you ever get a puncture that way, and if you've ever if you're old like us and you've ever repaired an inner tube, <laughs> then it's the same way.
2: If You're old like us. People do have. I mean, even bikes don't use an eye. I was going to say people do have bikes, but a lot of bikes go tubeless now, yeah, so yeah. that's a redundant point.
0: <laughs> and there you have it that is the uh that's the episode guys um we're all done so um you can submit your predictions and don't forget to submit your predictions at backofthegrid.com um you can contact us on there as well if you want to send us a message you can find us on facebook twitter instagram all the good stuff um just give us a give us a quick google and uh and we'll show up cause- that's the way it works these days, isn't it?
2: Give us a quick Google. Just, just bung
0: us a Google. And while you're at it, bung us a bung a like and a share as well because it helps loads.
2: Yeah. So um, Do a review if you're on a platform that accepts them. That's nice yeah, too. You can, that.
0: you can do that. Um, word for our sponsors, Tom?
2: Yeah, Grid Rival, actually. Grid Rival. Yeah. <laughs> go join Fantasy at Grid Rival. You can get to it at com slash Grid Rival. Or if you just go to the main website while you're doing your predictions, there's also a link for both fantasies that we do in there which is the official F1 fantasy as well so you can get to any from there Yeah, um yeah well worth doing
0: and um yeah that basically covers us for this week so um join us next week when we review the Azerbaijan Grand Prix and we'll see you then bye guys
2: bye bye everyone <laughs>